Welcome to the Lindsay and Tony podcast, where we talk about spirituality, business, and life experiences. In this podcast, we're bringing our private conversations to you. We believe that it's through discussion, action, and reflection that true change occurs. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 65, Using Your Intuition to Make Business Decisions. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the difference between making a decision out of fear and between making a decision out of faith. I hope everybody enjoys the show. Hi guys, welcome back. We're so excited that you're here. Today we're talking all about using your intuition when it comes to business decisions. And I feel like we do a pretty good job at using our intuition and really becoming aware of it when we're working through business, don't you think? We do because we apply it with pretty much everything in life. Yeah. You know, we learn how valuable our intuition is in our relationships and really in every area of life. Right, and I think that people don't even know that their intuition is constantly working and stopping and reflecting and talking about it with someone could be really powerful. I feel like that's a big thing that it comes to. Now, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, I have a, a business that might not be online, but it's in person, like a lawn care business or what else is there? That might, they any, might be- any kind of brick and mortar business, any online business, any any type of business. Or if you're working in business, when it comes to career-wise, you can use this um, episode to help guide you too, I feel Absolutely. Like. This goes with your career, anything with what most people work 40 hours a week. So anything you're going to dedicate that much time to. And it's not only the 40 hours a week. Just think about you have to drive there and back. Um, anything that you're dedicating that much time to, you could apply this to. Exactly. So I feel like the big thing, what's that first one that you listed out there? Opportunity. Yeah. So like thinking about the opportunities that you have. So it reminds me back when I graduated from USF, May 2014, I was going to look for a, um, a teaching job. There's so oh, many opportunities, this. like as a male teacher, and plus I figured out that I wanted to teach in special ed you're flooded with opportunities. For one, if you're a male teacher in the public school systems, you're flooded with opportunities. Mm -hmm. So it could be easy to just take the first one that comes your way. Oh yeah, you had constant, even in your internship, didn't they want you to stay? Yeah, like different internships, schools that I would go to, they'd want you to stay because there's a huge need for that. So it's important to know that too, like figure out what the needs are in your specific industry. And if there's a huge need there and you know there's gonna be a lot of opportunity around that, you really have to focus in on your intuition at that point because there's a lot going on. Right, because you could go into fear mode and think, oh, I got to jump on this thing right now so I don't lose that opportunity. Right, because going back to my mind state at that time, I had just put in all of this work to finish college. Mm -hmm. All I've heard all these conversations over the years of all the people in the program, I hope I get a job. I, and I'm thinking the whole time in the program, what do you mean you hope you get a job? There's schools everywhere. Right. But people are, are literally living in fear with this so like i'm not gonna lie that did play in my head a little bit even though i know the law of vibration i know the power of focus i knew i was gonna get a job but it was in the back of my head so it could have been easy for me to just like take the first opportunity that came my way because i'm like oh cool i'm gonna seal it and i'll i'll have guaranteed income guaranteed job and i don't have to and for another thing is i won't have to look for any more jobs so right so you it were seems into easier at the moment right so you're fitting into the box of possibly fitting into the box, the thoughts of, I got to jump on whatever comes to me. Absolutely. And I feel like I can compare that to 
um, actually to when I went to go get a job at for teaching. I knew that I wanted to work in an inner, inner city school. I didn't want to work at an A school that has like the perfect, the perfect idea of what a perfect school looks like. I wanted a certain school, but I remember going to one school at the very beginning and thinking, ooh, I should jump on this because this is the opportunity that came first. Um, luckily, that one didn't work out exactly how it was supposed to, and I didn't end up choosing. I think I chose not to go there. I don't know. I forget now. But um, And it also makes me think about mediumship. So when I first started my mediumship business, I wanted to accept every single client at any time that they wanted to come through for a reading. So that's another thing. Those are great examples because think about, so thinking about mental state, when you first started doing your reading business, yeah. doing your psychic medium business, in the back of your head, you knew that you were going to be successful at it. But also in the back of your head, you had that fear too, right? You're like, oh man, I need to supplement my income from teaching to this. So yeah, it's very easy to like snatch for a lot of the people just starting out in their business. They might be working full time right now mm -hmm. and doing their business part time. It could be easy to just want to snatch everything that comes your way. Well, and I was going clients. with old patterns too, because when I was teaching the third grade, when I was doing my readings, I was doing it after school at night and on the weekends. So to change that, I thought that, oh, I'm in a flow. Everything's really, really busy. So I left teaching. So I kept it how it was. And I think that's important to talk about being open to change. And sometimes you have to initiate that change. Absolutely. And how do you know when things should change or when you should go in the direction of change? Well, you're going to feel stagnant. You're going to feel kind of like almost bored. I would say boredom. Yes. Boredom's a huge sign of it. Drained. Drained. Um, it's going to be harder for you to like kick up your passion. So like I related to when I was teaching in the school systems my last year teaching. I, I was very passionate about teaching, right? And you could relate to this too, your last yeah. year teaching. You were very passionate but would you say that it was a little bit harder for you to like kick up your energy because you were starting to feel like, wait, okay, it's time to transition and this isn't naturally getting my juices flowing like it used to at, right. the, at the same level. Because once you feel that level, you get addicted to that level, feeling the juices flow at that level. So then you know it's time to move on to the next thing. Yeah, I felt like the last two years before that, it was like my dream job. I absolutely loved being in the classroom. I still, when I think back at the classroom, I get excited thinking about it being right. with the kids. But the last two years, I knew in my head that it was time to leave. Like I actually gave myself, I'm like, okay, this last year I'm switching schools to make it a little bit easier. And then I'm going to leave those last two years. I felt like they dragged on. Like I really liked to be with the kids, but I wanted to burst out of my shell and like I'd rather teach them about spirituality in my head. Right. So and you I felt to, that pull. I felt the pull. And right. I was bored at different points. Yeah. And this don't... isn't fair for the kids to stay in this. And that's it right there is doing a disservice to the kids. And don't think that things need to get bad before you move on. Right. Literally, this is only my opinion. I feel like a lot of times the best time to move on is right when they're at their peak. Well, that's what you did with and that's teaching. And that's what I could relate it to. Like, I, I moved on in teaching. Like, I just came off teacher of the year. Like, I started this coffee business, school-based, and it was, like, starting to get recognition um, in the county. And I felt the energy of it. It was like, it would have took off. I mean, it, it still is operating, but yeah. it would have kept on going, going, going. Um, but also, while all it was happening, I was doing what we're trying to tell you to do in this episode constantly paying attention to my intuition and what where am I pulled where are my juices flowing and I realized that I was starting to get pulled out of the school system like it was time 
even though on the surface it looked like, wait, no, right. it's time to like soak this in now, right? And so you really don't, I would say a tip is don't, don't judge your decisions by what's physically here in this dimension. Judge your decisions by what's in the other dimension of feeling, intuition, and in that dimension. Yeah, I think the feeling is such a big thing. Pay attention to the feeling. Are you, like what Tony just said, all these amazing things are happening. You're getting a, a pay raise. There's an opportunity. They're handing it to you and saying, hey, we have a new position. You're going to get a salary increase. You excited about it? And that's the whole thing that you were wishing for the whole time up until that point. But something energetically does not feel right in your heart. You feel like some sort of holding back, but you can't wrap your head around logically why you're feeling this way. Trust that feeling because it's an indicator of exactly what your next move should be. Absolutely. And then to make matters worse, you, you're you going back and forth with that feeling. And then what are the people on the outside most likely saying to you? You're crazy. You're crazy. You should take that opportunity. Yes. Look, it's safe, secure. It's, and that's because being real, most people on this planet are operating from fear. Like 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10. Who knows this real statistics? But we would say... Most people are operating out of fear, so that means that you can't listen to most people, and these are well-intended people, and you hear this over and over because it's the truth. Right. That's so true. I don't know what else to say about it. I feel like I started to recognize that after even leaving the teaching job and going into my full-time business, what I realized was when I was unsure of something and I actually spoke it out loud and said it to a friend or asked someone for advice, it confused me so much more because a lot of the answers that they were giving me were their fears or their opinions of what should be done, but really in my heart, I knew what was right. So it's so easy to look for external answers from people or validations like, oh yeah, that's the right move, but you're not always gonna get the answers that really, that's really what your soul needs or what your business needs. So I, before you go out to the outside world and ask, really tune in. I do a lot of writing, I write, automatic writing, um, where it's like channeled writing, whether it's from my soul or wherever it's coming from at that moment and trust what's coming out and really taking time to go outside, be, be in a passionate place so you can get a clear answer on what you need to do for your business. Absolutely. And that goes with one of my favorite mentors of all time, Jim Rohn. Working harder on yourself than you do on anything else. Mm -hmm. And that's it because no matter where you're working at right now, no matter if you think you found your passion or whatever it is, because some people might think they found their passion. Maybe it is your passion right now. Maybe it won't be five years from now. That's why it's always number one principle, what Lindsay was just saying. Taking time for yourself. Taking time to do the hobbies you love. Taking time to exercise. Taking time to eat nutritious, to drink the water that you need, to do all these things to honor your instinct every second. Like, what am I needing right now? Like, for example, after I record this podcast, my soul's probably needing a bike ride. So I go take that bike ride mm -hmm. and taking your time for all of this. Why? Because it's worth it. When you go and do all of those things, no matter if you, say you, say you do all those things and you're still broke after four years, still, you know, mentally and physically, mm -hmm. still continue to do that because what it's gonna do is it's gonna bring that clarity eventually. And no matter how long it takes to get to that clarity on working on yourself, meaning taking time for yourself and enjoying life, no matter how long it takes to get to that clarity, it's worth it. Because once you have that clarity, everything else is very, very effortless. Yeah, it falls into place. And I think 
becoming aware that if you are doing um, working on your business, your life is a mirror to your business and your business is a, a mirror to your life, other parts of your life. So to me, they kind of merge together in a lot of ways when we work. Um, and I'm calling it work and I'm putting that in quotes for those of you who are listening on iTunes and not um, on video. But the one thing that I would say is if you can create a business that allows you to live and have that freedom, that's the most important thing. It's so easy to get locked into um, sitting behind a computer but not leaving. So we can still do our business and live life and go to a coffee shop and travel to Italy and have fun with it. Um, or we could sit behind the computer all day and stay right there. So it's following that intuitive nudge when it's time. Okay, it's time to leave. It's time to shift up the energy and go to another place and trust that and, and go with that feeling. Absolutely, because your intuitive nudge, as long as you keep following it, if you're in the wrong business and if you're in the wrong industry, it'll bring you to where you need to go eventually. Yeah. You just need to keep following it. And when you're talking, I'm thinking about Alex Beden. I've probably talked about this I think I talked to, about it a couple of episodes again but I'll this will be a reminder episode I was just interviewed on Alex's podcast um, and she's one of my friends that used to live in Tampa and she's a very successful business owner um, she started off as a photographer and she really enjoyed it and then she started to create filters for photographers so instead of before Instagram even existed with their filters she created filters for the photography. So she'd post up a picture and then they could put their their picture in this app or whatever it is on a website that she created, which was genius. At the time, nobody even did this. And she was making great money. And what happened was is her heart was pulling her out of that photography business. And even though she was making so much from those filters, she decided, I have to go with my gut and I have to change my business. And now she does a lot of online um, teaching around your brand and your stories on um, Instagram and different things, but it's about marketing. And her people that heard her story and she shared that part of her in her newsletter, why she was switching businesses, a lot of those people followed her. No matter if they were photographers or not, they still follow her. But she had to do that. And I think that's great to honor that nudge and that calling. And it's a beautiful thing. And they still follow her because people buy from people. They mm -hmm. don't buy from, they don't care what business she does. If, if your business yeah. fits the one of their needs, they're, they're going to buy from you. And keep in mind, this is because the deepest part of your why of what you do, it's not going to be a tied to one industry. It's not going to be tied to one thing you could do a lot of different things with your deepest why. Mm -hmm. My deepest why is I love creating energetic environments that allow miracles to occur mm -hmm. and that allow people to feel safe where they can learn. Do you see that? I could use a lot of different vehicles for that, just like Alex Beaton. Mm -hmm. She could use photography, she could use um, how she's helping business owners, she could use all for her core why because her core why probably fits all of those different things so right. for me it was very confusing at the beginning thinking wait do i have to just pick one industry one thing it's like no you could be like will smith you could be a singer you could be an actor you could be whatever you want listen to him he'll tell you mm -hmm. he'll mentor you and be like look everybody could do this so yeah he's a perfect example of it i feel like tyrese is another example too yeah the rock mm-hmm there's a lot of examples, and there's a lot of other examples out there of non-celebrities that are doing this, that people that just keep redefining who they are. Mm -hmm. So we're going to close this episode out with 
just saying follow your intuition. As cliche as that is, you know what that means. Follow that instinct inside and just do what that's telling you to do and just give yourself time. Yeah. Be patient. And share with us. Share with us any aha moments you've had and we thank you and we are looking forward to hearing your reflections about your experiences about business and intuition. Have an awesome day, everyone. All right. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you liked it, leave a five-star review on iTunes. And remember, subscribe to our YouTube channel too. If you can think of anyone else that would love this episode, share it with them right now on social media or email. And remember, getting results is a process of learning, applying, and reflecting. Stay consistent and continue to grow every day.